Holy Gospel according to St. Luke in the fourth chapter. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were end, ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then, if you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the gospel of the Lord. I want to read you something. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, her name is Shailene. She's a... Uh, she just turned 22. She was on the last mission trip that I went to in Guatemala. She was part of our group. Well, now she's in South Africa, and uh, she's been there for about a month. <clears throat> and she was kind of going through a time after she'd been there for a while. And she kind of describes it in, this, in the, first, uh, the first paragraph uh, of, of her blog that she had written when she had you know, was feeling a little bit frustrated. <clears throat> she said, I was feeling a lot of resistance in my spirit. There were new personalities, new languages, new daily routines that were taking place of everything I knew to be familiar. I was missing my church, my boyfriend, my close friends, my family, even silly things like my car and my job. In the weakness and vulnerability I felt while trying to process all of my feelings, I became easily discouraged with what I was doing here. In those moments, I did not proactively fight the enemy when he would tell me lies like, you have no purpose here. You're wasting your time. You have no reason to be here. Since I didn't fight against those lies, I began to slowly believe them. During the time that she was feeling that, she was kind of like in the wilderness. She was kind of like, you know, out there in a desert place with, with what she was feeling. Not unlike what Jesus might have been feeling when he was in the wilderness. And we read the story about it, and he was out there for 40 days, he had been fasting for 40 days, <clears throat> and so he was hungry. The word actually means really hungry. It means famished. And so Satan comes to put him to the test in that wilderness place out there, 
<clears throat> and it really doesn't make so much difference the, kind, the, it, the specifics of what Satan is asking him to do. It's what's really behind it. So like the first one, Jesus is really hungry. So he says, if you're the son of God and you got this power and stuff, make this rock into a loaf of bread and eat. What he's really saying to him is, look, you got the power to do it. Why don't you just take care of yourself? Okay, think of yourself. <clears throat> Trying to distract him from what his real mission is and to focus on himself. The next temptation, Satan comes and lies to him. He lies to him and he says, all this out there, this world, this is all mine and I can give it to you. It's mine to do with what I want. If you'll just acknowledge me as the big power, I'll let you have it. And so Jesus, who had given up his throne in heaven and had given up being the ruler of everything, and Satan saying, I can give it back to you. Again, trying to distract him from what he was doing. And then the last one is the most subtle. The last one, he says, if you're the son of God, you remember when your father said that his angels will hold you up in case you bump your foot against the stone. You remember that? Well, why don't you put it to the test? What he's really saying is, are you sure he meant it? And trying to plant the seed of doubt in his mind and get him to just say, well, let me see if what my father said is really true. <clears throat> again, trying to distract him. Well, none of us are immune from <clears throat> that kind of a trek through the wilderness that Jesus was experiencing. Even in that uh, first lesson we read today about Israel, and, and uh, Moses reminds the people about where they came from and the mighty things that God did to get them out of Egypt and the mighty things that he was going to do to get them into the Holy Land. But in between those two things, there's 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years of wandering around and wandering and being filled with temptation and doubts about, is God really there? Is God really care for me? Is he really taking care of us? and tempting them to start thinking about themselves above anything else and to be filled with those doubts and to get distracted from who their God is and to start thinking about other things in the wilderness. And, and the Israelites didn't do a very good job of resisting those temptations. And even Shailene, she's out there in that wilderness and these things are coming against her, these Lies are coming and these doubts about what am I doing here? I've been here for a month, you know, and I'm homesick. I don't know how long she's going to be there. But all those things are coming and she's starting to doubt God's purpose for her and feeling all alone 
And just in the words that I read, it's obvious that she was focusing on herself. She was thinking about herself and being distracted from what God really wanted her to be doing there. And if you're interested, I have the blog that she wrote that day posted on my Facebook page. So if you want to go read how she resolved all this and how the end of the story goes, you can go out there and, 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 and find it. Uh, but she was in the wilderness and was not doing a good job uh, at this point of handling um, the lies that Satan said and the doubts. But what about us? There are times when this life feels like being in the wilderness where it's hard and we don't know where we're going and we feel like we're maybe wandering around and we feel like, what, is there any purpose to this? It, but it's no different than what Satan was doing to Jesus or to Israel or to Shailene. <clears throat> he comes with lies and he tries to plant doubts in our heads. He tries to get us to think about ourselves and figure out how can I take care of myself? How can I accumulate for myself, whether it's power or wealth or influence or whatever? How can I do that? Just to get our focus off of what it is that Christ wants us to do. And we don't do any better a job of resisting those kinds of things than anybody else does. We have days that we do okay, and we have days that we give, give in to all that stuff. But we are on a trek through the wilderness as well. But then Paul reminded us in the second lesson as he actually quotes Moses saying that the word is near. Like the word made flesh is near. And that word is in your mouth and that word is in your heart. And so as we are going through the wilderness, that word is near, walking with us, going with us. We're on a Lenten journey. A Lenten journey is kind of like a wilderness journey. If we really use the time to examine ourselves and look at ourselves, and we find ourselves being exposed, <laughs> we find those weaknesses or those doubts or those times that we get distracted and don't want to listen to God, we, we find ourselves just opened up. And it can be like being in the wilderness. But remember, the word is near. Christ is going through that with us. He's walking through it with us, through that wilderness. The word is in your mouth, and so we find ourselves saying, Jesus is my Lord. And that word is in our heart and it's filling us with power and love and knowledge of the presence of God with us. We never walk through the wilderness, no matter what kind of wilderness it is in our lives, we never walk through it alone. Because the word made flesh, Christ, is always right there. He walks through us to guide us, to protect us, to support us and hold us up to wrap us in his arms when we're about to fall and to give us encouraging words when we're feeling worthless. So here it is. It's Valentine's Day. It's all about love, hugs, candy, flowers, 
uh, hearts, all kinds of things like that. That's what Valentine's Day is all about. And so we, we go out of our way to do the special little things that hopefully show in a different way what we show all year <laughs> in other ways. But it's the time to just focus on love. But in a setting like this, what we really are focusing on is Christ's love. Because what really matters is that Christ loves us, that Christ is there, that Christ embraces us and makes us his own, and that he fills up our hearts with his kind of love. 